is our mic check. One, two, one, two. <laughs> In five, <laughs> four, three. episode of happiness is dot 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 the podcast that sits down with regular everyday people just like you and me to find out what makes them happy what makes them merry what makes them tick although I've been informed that what makes you tick is actually something that bothers you but that's neither here nor there My name is Lisa Samuels, and as always, I am very happy to be here with you all today. We have a great interview, but before we get to that, I just wanted to do something different. I didn't mention this in the last episode because I just thought of it, but I thought that before the tarot card poll, it might be nice to mention a reason why I'm feeling happy today, and... I'm feeling happy today because last night I got a text from a good friend and it just said basically that she believes in me and believes in this movement and what I'm doing and that it'll connect a lot of people. And that just made me feel really good, made me feel like I'm on the right track. And it's always nice to have that emotional support. And I know for me, um, sometimes I don't always let that in or I don't really let that show outwards towards other people. And I think people know that I love them, but it's always nice to have that reaffirmed. And that's definitely something I'm working on. But I'm so grateful to have friends that are the opposite of that and express their love and their pride for me being their friend. So that's what's making me happy today. But more importantly, I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what's making you happy today. What's getting you all sorts of tickled. Let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Whether it's something as small as the bird gently landing on your windowsill this morning and making prolonged eye contact with you or something as grand as booking a trip out of the country or reuniting with your long lost second cousin. I don't know. No feat of happiness is too small and I want to hear about all of them. So please tweet them at us or tweet them at me and email them to me. And um, once I receive them, I'll start putting them in the pre-show and reading them on the air. I can't wait to receive all of your submissions. Our Twitter handle is project underscore happy with an I-E, H-A-P-P-I-E. And our email is project.happy.11 at gmail.com. Spelled the same way with the I-E. And I can't wait to hear from you all. 
I guess now we'll jump into the tarot poll. So today I'm actually using a different deck than the first episode. I have a few different ones, and this one is one of my favorites. It's called the Light Seers deck. So I'm just going to start shuffling, and we're just kind of taking the temperature of the water of the energy today to see what we're dealing with and if there's anything we can welcome in, if there's anything we need to be thinking about. The cards will tell us. They say it's all in the cards for a reason. Or it wasn't in the cards. It's all based on these little babies. Okay. Again, I'm doing these readings real time. So forgive me for taking a few moments to shuffle. Okay. That was the last one. Promise. And we'll see if we have any cards that jump out at us. And we did, just as I was saying that. Ooh, okay. The card that is meant for us to see today is the moon, which is also part of the major arcana, which kind of relates to like our soul's work, our soul's journey. But I think it can also relate to the collective energy at large. And to me, this card is like pure intuition, just getting in touch with that side of yourself that I think a lot of us often have the tendency to ignore. I think we all usually know what's right for us or the right thing to do. Or even if you encounter people that may like skeevy out a little bit, you always know. But I think that the mind usually kicks in and tries to steer us in a different direction. And sometimes that direction isn't always the right direction or the best direction. And in those cases, I think it's good because then you learn from them and you grow. But I think the most important lesson that we do need to learn is that that intuition is literally always right. When I was little, my mom always used to tell me to trust your gut. That's the most important thing. And she's right. You know, you may feel those butterflies right in your solar plexus, which is the space just above the navel. And that's also kind of like another psychic center of the body. It's like very intuitive picks up those vibes. And when they say trust your gut, they're talking about that area. But the moon card, it also kind of deals with the illusion. I think that when we feel disillusioned, we're kind of confused, we can be disappointed, maybe a little untrusting. The moon card is kind of allowing us to see our own truths. And I think that we really need the intuition and in order to be able to do that, you know, not to get all woo woo, but I think that the intuition is is a source of magic. And it's like a direct connection to our spiritual side and whatever we recognize as our higher power. It's that source that gives us our wisdom and that allows us to move forward in life in an authentic and positive way. But the moon is also very feminine and she represents cycles, creativity, new beginnings at the new moon, release at the full moon. And I think that, you know, we can all stand to welcome a little bit more of that into our lives, especially because I think, you know, today our society is not anti-creativity, but for the most part, 
everyone is kind of always in a frenzy or a little worried. So I think we can all deal with using a little more feminine energy in our lives and just embracing that magic that we all have within us. I think that's the perfect segue. Our guest today is someone that I've known for, I don't know, we became friends as adults in in our adult life, but it's already been probably six or seven years since we've known each other. She and her fiance, Jenna, both live in Sunnyside as well. And it's because of them that I actually moved here because when I visited them, I just loved this neighborhood so much. She is one of the most naturally happy people that I know. So it was really a pleasure to sit down with her and see what just pushes her buttons and how a naturally happy person views happiness. She's very in touch with her intuitive side and really just is a ball of light spreading positivity all around to everyone that she meets. But sometimes I think that super positivity can be used as a little bit of a shield and we go into all of that together. But I hope you enjoy listening to her. can probably feel her energy radiating through the speakers. So without further ado, please welcome my good friend and spirit animal, Brittany Elizabeth Howes. Let us feel fun in every situation. Don't want this empty set in a decision. Hey, good vibration, you know? (laughs) What's up, guys? Nice to meet you. My name is Brittany Elizabeth Howes, soon to be Brittany Elizabeth Howes Borelli. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and happiness is? Oh, that's right. Happiness is finding the positives in a big negative. Ooh, I like that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as everyone probably knows, we're in the middle of a pandemic here. And what? Aside from the pandemic, just uh, lots of crazy and important change happening now. Yep. But, um, Britt, why don't you divulge a little bit about what you mean by your happiness statement and, and what's kind of been going on for you in that way? <laughs> For sure. Um, Well, I do feel like I've always been one of those people that has been able to find the positives and the negatives. Like I, I always try to, no matter what, look for that glimmer of hope or that little sparkle of something that, that can still keep me smiling. And I know um, right now it's been really tough to find those because you you really do have to dig. Um, But something that's been going on for me personally, um, I, my wedding to the love of my life, Jenna Borelli, shout out, um, hey girl. <laughs> hey, um, was set for this October 24th, 2020, the year of fun. Um, <laughs> and we have been engaged for almost two years now. Um, when we were getting married, it was going to be two years. So it's been a long engagement. Um, and we've been together for seven years. So it's been a long togetherness um, and just a long time coming in that planning and that thinking about how that day would look and feel and and really just like putting all of your emotions and your time and your effort into that. Um, And then, you know, COVID hit and here we are. And, uh, you know, we were trying to stay 
optimistically cautious, I was saying, because you got to find that positive and the negative. But um, unfortunately, we did have to postpone that. Um, and so that's been, you know, as a, we definitely went through a, a period of kind of mourning and, um, you know, luckily we had each other to lean on, which has been really good, but, um, it was, it was a struggle and the decision itself, you know, has so many other people involved. It's not just about our wedding. It's about, you know, our family and our friends that are immunocompromised or how they're going to feel about it. And then it, it started turning into, you know, it wasn't just about us anymore, um, which your wedding should be, you know, about you and, and about your love. And so um, we decided that we would still, you know, move forward with getting married on our date and figure out a way that we could do that this year and then kind of postpone that big celebration to next year. And so we've really found the positives in that. Um, even this past weekend, we were supposed to plan this like really big extravagant like weekend where we would finally be together with each other because we've been doing a lot of things with our families uh, every time we get out of the city these days, it's like we're going to see family. Um, we haven't really been with just each other in a while. Um, and so we went to try and plan to get out of the city and get like an Airbnb um, and then go see this venue venue that we were thinking of for the mini ceremony this year. Um, and literally everything was booked. I'm pretty sure every single Airbnb that we could have found was taken. Um, and the only things available were like basic hotels and it was just not, you know, coming together like we wanted it to. Um, and so we decided that we would just, you know, save some money and have a little staycation and then just drive up to see the the venue on Sunday. And, um, we ended up having the best day on Saturday. We stayed in Queens. Um, you know, we went down the street to Brookside, shout out to that BLAT, gotta love it. (laughs) Oh my God. And also the coconut lavender latte. Oh my God. Hala hala. Yes. Loves it. (laughs) Delicious. If you do get a black, get it with a fried egg on it. You won't be disappointed. Also order a side of uh, Chipotle mayo. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, See the positives and the negatives, you know? Um, So we went to Brookside, we got coffees. We went to our apartment, we cracked open a bottle of wine, and we listened to folklore all day. Um, I'm obsessed Wait, with folklore. like actual folklore? No. Lisa, <laughs> get up with the times, girl. Uh, found a positive and negative because there's a positive in this quarantine, which is the release of Taylor Swift's folklore. Uh, I'm not like super down with the T-Swift. Uh, listen. There are so many reasons to love this album. I swear <laughs> to God, it is unlike any other album. I was not a Swifty. I've only liked her Speak Now album. Haven't liked anything since. Maybe a couple of her bangers here and there. But really, this album sounds and feels like somebody like having hope in quarantine. It's I'm serious. It was all written in quarantine. Anyways, this is not about Taylor Swift. Um, or is it? It might be. <laughs> um, is she coming over? Uh, but no, me, she's not welcome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Evil. Love you, Taylor. <laughs> um, but so we ended up like listening to that. We watched the the. Um, have you ever done the like watching the lyric videos on oh, YouTube? Yeah. So she made these and they all like flowed together and we just ended up getting like pretty wasted, but <laughs> just sitting in our apartment because it was a 95 degree heat wave anyways. Um, but we ended up having the best little day and we didn't even do anything, but it was like, all we wanted to do was be together. So at the end of the day, like that's really all that mattered. And and that's all that matters, you know, on our wedding day. And so, um, yeah, so it was really beautiful. 
And then we drove up to right outside the city, Goshen, New York, which is a quaint little town, beautiful inn, um, and decided that we're going to rent the whole place out, five bedrooms, and it'll be our little place. We don't have to worry about COVID. We don't have to worry about other people, you know, and we can have this little ceremony and, and like truly merge our two families together, which I'm really excited about. That almost sounds just like a Taylor Swift song. It could have been, you know. <laughs> our little end. <laughs> our little end when we watch the lesbians <laughs> get married in the lake. You know, like it, I think it so could good. be. Thank yeah. you so much. There's no lake, by the way. Um, but there could be. If T. Slits was there, she would make a lake. She would. Like, she would it's just, her words would formulate a lake around your body and you just float down it. I, I'm really on a folklore kick. I'm so sorry for everyone listening. Uh, no, yeah. that's awesome, though. And something that you said um, sticks out to me is that you had to go through like a bit of a mourning period for mm-hmm. what was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just in life, like that is so important. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people like allow themselves that kind of time period to happen. And it's mm-hmm. always just like from one thing to the next. So this might be a little bit of a loaded question or like a little deep, but how do you find that you that that works for you or like what am I trying to say (laughs) the morning period is so important so like do you apply that to other areas of your life or like was it easier to do with this because you and Jenna were kind of doing it together or you know what I'm trying to say yeah definitely um well Morning for me, it's funny because I'm such a crier. Like I literally cried everything. It's a problem, but I'm working on it. Um, it's not that big a problem. Just only sometimes. I think crying's healthy. I think it is too. It's just probably an healthy at the rate that I do it. Um, and at the moments that I do it, like really important work meetings, I'm just like, just ignore me. Um, but so the way that I, I think I've been able to to kind of like help myself more, and I do think that having for this particular experience, I think having Jenna there was the only way that I was going to be able to get through something like that. Um, we literally just held each other and cried on the couch as soon as we decided to postpone because our vendor literally said that they were going to have to put up signs that said dancing is discouraged. Um, and we were both just like, oh my God, we really have to postpone. And That's literally cried. like loose oh yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god yes I'm like very I'm relating everything to Handmaid's Tale but maybe we should start relating it to Footloose I don't hate that um but yeah so I I think I, having Jenna was really really helpful um I think I'm a crier so that's just like how I let everything out anyways so um that was that's how I usually kind of mourn through it I'll have like a night almost where like I just cry everything's a little bit overly emotional but then the next day I feel like a lot better I might have a puffy face but like I do have really good ice packs for my face yeah um so I've learned to kind of figure that out but in terms of other mourning like I don't I don't know if I've really genuinely given myself enough space to really do it um on my own at least so having Jenna is, is helpful but I think it would be healthy for me to to really dig into to that morning period and understand what I go through as a person, you know? Yeah, I think it sounds counterintuitive, but I really do think that that morning process is like a piece of 
the gateway to being happy, you know, and maybe not permanent happiness, but I think on a day-to-day basis, it could make you feel a lot better. Yeah. Like, I just know on my journey, like, I'm not the most expressive person. I mean, I am. I talk a lot. I swing my hands around. I don't know about you, but you express (laughs) the hell towards me. I I love it. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, like, in terms of wearing my emotions on my sleeve, I feel like when people are like, oh, what's going on? It's always, oh, fine, can't complain, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just very bottled up. And Mm -hmm. um, I feel like for me in my process, the only way I can mourn is like putting on a sad movie and and crying by myself. It just doesn't come naturally for me. So I feel like the the fact that you can, that you are a crier (laughs) probably is a good thing because even if it's not at the right moment, whatever you need to let out is coming out, you know. (laughs) I'm definitely learning to understand those emotions instead of trying to control those, which is something that I really want to work on. Um, they definitely come up in different different times in my life. I think focusing on my breath has been really helpful. Understanding how I'm breathing has been really helpful. Um, so that's something that I'm, I'm definitely working on. I think another way that we were able to mourn was just that that finding that sense in the community that we weren't the only ones, you know, like every single person that had a wedding this year has had to postpone or make significant changes or whatever it is. So it it felt like we weren't alone, which I think really helps. And so I really do find comfort in community and, and friendship and your friends, you know, and like, even with our friends, Bert and Ange, like they had to postpone their wedding too, you know? And so it, we did find comfort in knowing that we weren't alone. Yeah. Like, this pandemic has literally just <laughs> made a mess of everything and turned everything upside down, and it has just made it, like, difficult to plan for life. Yeah. But I think that it's admirable that you are making it a point to find the positives in it. And even though it does suck and you got to get the tears out, like, there's still a silver lining. And I think even aside from the wedding, like, beyond... Beyond the wedding, just in life and making plans and stuff. We were just talking about this earlier, but now that all of that stuff has to be postponed, yeah. like, what's your approach in learning yeah. how to handle all of that stuff? I think it's starting to understand that because it just because it's different doesn't make it wrong or doesn't make it bad, right? Like, I, I think I've just built up in my head, and so many people do this, where we built up this like ideal situation or the vision that we had, like has to be fulfilled in some way. And so I think a way that I'm starting to deal with that is to understand the other perspective and to try and see the other perspectives. And so, like even um, from with the wedding, you know, obviously I'm I'm now seeing it that like we're actually going to have just our immediate family, and how special is that so that we can all be together and they're going to witness it. And I know everyone's going to be crying, like head to toe crying, but um, water works. <laughs> you have to bring like a sadness. Yeah. Um, but I, I just see that now I'm like, okay, I can, I can see this other vision, you know, and it's okay to have that other vision and it could be even better, you know, and it's just kind of proving to myself over and over again that just because I have this vision doesn't make whatever actually happens or what's going to happen wrong. Um, but yeah, planning, I mean, I'm trying to think of the the positives and the negative, which is like, okay, now we have a whole nother year to, to save money. Right. Um, we are, you know, looking and, and trying to figure out when we'll be able to invest in a home and that's postponed it. And obviously being a gay couple trying to get pregnant is also going to be, 
um, an investment and a time commitment. Um, and so that it's, it, yes, it has postponed those other things. Once we postpone our wedding, we postpone the, the house, we postpone the babies. Right. But, um, there's positives in that we'll be more financially stable by the time, instead of rushing into it, you know, we'll have support from others and maybe the market will do be even better for a home. And there's all these things that could be better because of that. And so just kind of rolling with the punches and finding the positives in it. Yeah. I love what you said about, you know, releasing expectations because I think that that's another huge key to finding happiness. Mm -hmm. And, um, is that something that you've struggled with before? Like, do you feel like you've always been someone who is like, I have this ideal and if I don't live up to it, like everything is, you know, <laughs> everything is going to go to shit or, you know. Yeah. Yes and no, because I don't feel like I, like even like career wise, for example, like I never even knew that I was going to be in sales. So I don't think I ever had that vision to like ever fail at, I guess, mm-hmm. or to ever have to kind of switch around. Um, but I think definitely for those like societal kind of like expectations and like what, you know, is expected, like you're expected to get married, you're expected to have a home, you're expected to have babies, you know, all of those things. I think those are the things that I've kind of built up in my head because society and everyone around me is, is doing that or are following through with those expectations. Um, but I, I don't. I think that I've kind of always fallen off the seat of my pants to some extent when it comes to everything. And I, I do like to feel that I'm pretty go with the flow kind of, you know, so I, I, I do, I think the only vision that I had was that I was really, really sad about, especially with the wedding was like, not even necessarily the house, not even the, the babies yet, but was really just like not being able to celebrate with friends, you know, and mm-hmm. the community that we built. That was the sadness. It wasn't like I wasn't living up to others' expectations or I didn't live up to my own expectations. It's like, I just want to be with the people that I love. And like, I want to be able to do that with everyone and share it and have like the best time ever. And so that was like what I was mourning in terms of my expectations. True. Yeah. I mean, that's hard, but we all still will. Oh my God. It'll just be a year later. And obviously when you get back from your other celebration as well. Yes. We'll, yes. we'll all get together. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's all interesting to hear from you, who is generally a very positive person, like how a positive person kind of deals with the negative aspects of yeah. life. Because I think a lot of the times um, positive people may get looked over like, oh, they're fine, you know, yeah. like nothing bothers them. And yeah that I often feel like it's the opposite. Like positive people have a lot of things going on under the surface that a lot of people don't even realize. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no, I I completely agree. I think that um, in sales, you're trained to always have a positive mental attitude. I do believe I was honestly like born with positive mental attitude. That was going to be my question. (laughs) It's like, it's just like innate. I don't, I think I just like have that. Like I just will figure out a way to be happy. Um, but it, it also might come with the consequence of me, like ignoring the negative in a way, instead of like actually noticing it, acknowledging it, letting it come, letting it go. Um, so that's, I think something that I, I'm still working on, but I, I think, you know, being able to, it's funny cause I'm born with a positive mental attitude, but I cry all the time. Like what the hell is that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think there are a lot of things going on underneath and you're right. Like people can ignore that or not notice it because I'm really good at being happy. You know, and it's not like 
it's not like I'm trying to cover that in an, in a, like in a, in a way for the, for the most part, I'm not trying to cover anything, you know, but um, I think that that happiness has kind of shield me in a way mm-hmm. um, from having to be like super vulnerable in places that I don't always want to be. Yeah, I totally get that. I think I did the same thing for a really long time, just in terms of like my humor and my ganja use, yeah. <laughs> like all of yeah. these things. It's yeah. just a protection, protective mechanism. Not that your positive attitude is, because that is just who you are. <laughs> like you are a ray of sunshine oh, on yes. the darkest day. <laughs> get out of here, pilgrim. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Love you. Proud of you. <laughs> Um, yeah, if Brit could have a catchphrase, it would be that. What? <laughs> Love you, Pradia? Yeah. Hell yeah. It is my catchphrase, if yeah. I could have a catchphrase. <laughs> You're welcome. Somebody's going to steal that, too. Gosh, copyright. Love you, Pradia. You know 2020. 2020. It's an easy thing. Come and go. Say hello. Love you, Pradia. Bye. I like it. Thanks. Uh, let's toss it out to all of you, but every time you use it, you owe Brett $500. Oh, <laughs> copyrighted copyright <laughs> yep love you proud of you i sense it it's like voldemort you know how he like senses when somebody says his name <laughs> i know you are using it out there yeah. i will be there you'll get a venmo request hell from- <laughs> yeah my venmo is i don't even know what my venmo is do people yeah. like actually know that mine is like lisa <laughs> underscore one two three or something <laughs> of course it is yeah that's the one. Oh my god Oh, but yeah, I just, um, I don't know. I guess I want to know, like, what makes you tick? Like, I know you like to find the positive and the negative, yeah. but like, in your soul, like, what kinds of things really make you feel happy? <laughs> I mean, what thing makes me tick? What make me, makes me unhappy, you mean? No, like, what, what makes, makes you happy? Tick? Yeah, like when I think of the word tick, I'm what, like, like, what ticks me the heck off? What gets your clock going? Oh, okay. <laughs> what gives me buzzy? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure when somebody says, like, what makes you tick, I'm like, I literally think of myself having a tick. Oh, really? Like, like, having, like, a what do I hate? Like, what do I, like... Yeah. Like, one of my pet peeves, people that get on the subway before you are, like, off the subway. I hate those people. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that Wait sucks. For you to get in. <laughs> um, not that I've taken the subway since March, you know? been like six months wild yeah um but what makes me tick what gets me happy yeah um i love to dance i love everything with rainbows on it i love sparkles (laughs) i love to shop what gets me happy is seeing like these small businesses that are still going right now like that makes me super stoked um and the people seeing the people support those small businesses gets me really excited I'm looking out the window right now, and what's better than it being 8.02 and the sun is still out? Like, <laughs> that late night, like, light sunshine in the sun, in the summertime, like, this is just, like, the best. Yeah. You know? I love that you mentioned, like, the small businesses and the sun, because, and you mentioned community before, and I feel like being in community is something that makes you happy oh my god yeah sunny and side that makes, makes you tick makes right you there we go it makes me happy for sure like i i love i think sunny side is so special with that even like okay obviously i guess i totally ignored the obvious thing that makes me happy which is plants i love plants all kinds shapes and sizes although currently something i'm mourning are all the lost leaves of my fiddle leaf <laughs> because that thing is a fickle mother effer but 
Um, yeah, so I, I think that plants make me really happy. And there's a plant store, Giorgio's Plants, down on Greenpoint. Definitely go check them out. Um, and I think 44th. Um, but he's so sweet. I have a 90 year old neighbor that I decided I was going to give my dead rose bush to because I cannot keep it alive on my fire escape. 90 year old man. He already planted it after I put it out there. The next morning it was there at 7am. Um, and then I went back to Giorgio and was like, Giorgio, my rose bush died. Like, I know you told me that I wouldn't kill it, but I did. So like, what's going on? And he was like, you know what? Take this one. And this is like a $60 rose bush. This isn't a cheap, like, you know, little succulent that he's given me. So I take it back home. Um, and I, it dies again. Um, and so I went to him today and I was like, it died again. He's like, give it to the old man and give up on rose bushes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I will. And I still bought another plant and, and you got me one. Thank you so much for that little galaxy. You're welcome. Galaxy guy. <laughs> plants make me happy. Growth. Yes. Oh, all of this is so good because I really do feel like you're just like a little pixie fairy and like you go to the, your next door neighbor and like dash him with pixie dust and make him happy with his rose bush. And you go back to Giorgio's and like dash him and make him happy. I love it. I really do have a lot of sparkles on picture me in a sparkly face mask with a fanny pack that's rainbow sparkles. And I'm literally that the one thing that I hate the most about face masks is that people can't tell that I'm smiling. Oh, me too. I said that the other day because I smile before I initiate, but people can't see my smile. It's like ruining my whole smile initiation. (laughs) Jen and I have a new thing where we practice to smile underneath the mask to see if you can tell. And really the only thing is like the squinting. Yeah, you have to smile. Yes, you got to smile. The cheeks have to get involved (laughs) in the eyes. I usually wear sunglasses though when I'm out. Yeah, you're you're screwed. I don't know. I don't know how I'll be there. I guess lots of waving, maybe just like start to move a lot, dancing. I have been dancing on runs and I think that's made people happy. Um, yeah, I love to think of it like that. I also don't know if my nine-year-old neighbor is actually genuinely happy with me because he doesn't speak a lick of English. And he kind of like, I, I'm pretty sure he's actually scared of my energy and not, I'm, I'm just unsure. I'll stay tuned. I'll give you an update next time I give him the next rose bush. Okay. <laughs> like, it's just like, what? What do you talk about with someone who's just so like internally happy already though, you know, like, I feel like you're just a happy person. So a lot of different things make you happy and on varying levels. Yeah. And I think that that is what happiness is yeah. in it, all in all, you know. It's true, though. I mean, I, I I do really feel like happiness is finding the positives and the negatives. And I was saying this about sales, too. It's like sales, they always say you're going to get 10 no's before you get a yes, you know, or 100 no's before you get a yes. And so I really did have to coach myself to use and dig into that positive mental attitude and think to myself, okay, like it could be bad right now, but it will get better. Like everything is a roller coaster always, like no matter what you're going through, specifically sales, but any career, it's a roller coaster. You know, you have really high highs, you have those low lows, but like if you can get through the low lows and you get, you start ticking again and you go back up, you know, the roller coaster, you'll get to the top again. Eventually you just have to, you have to keep going. You have to find that positive and the negative. Yeah. We've talked about, finding that positive. We've talked about accepting the extenuating circumstances, if you will, and mourning. But I feel like for the average person, at least in my experience, like a lot of people don't want to mourn because they don't want to bring those things up. So 
What would you say to those people? (laughs) That don't want to mourn? Yeah, or that don't, are unable to face all of those no's before they get to the yes. Because I don't think that a lot of people are as resilient. You know, like you mentioned, it sucks. You got to do it though, and you got to get through it, and you will. But I don't think a lot of people feel like they will. Yeah a lot of the time. So what would be your advice to moving through those low points? I would say set small baby goals set, like take small baby steps. You don't need to like, if I get that for, you know, that first, no, I'll have to think of like, what's the next positive thing that I can get to that I know is an attainable goal that can keep me going. You know, that small, that small win. Right. Um, and so I'm always trying to think of like, what's that, what's the next thing that I can, I, I, I can succeed at, I guess, to give myself that little boost of, of happiness, you know? Um, another thing that I know sucks, but I, you kind of have to get through is like exercising. I know that like making time to exercise, whether it be literally just going for a walk or like putting on a little exercise tape in your living room, or if you can't even do that, just like do squats during the commercials that I used to do all the time. Just like, just get your body moving, I think is like a really, a really good way to kind of get through that. And, you know, I, I think you brought up a good point earlier when you said that I use like my, my positivity as a shield. Cause I think that's just organically what happens. And that's why mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I almost like ignore it. I know this sounds probably terrible and it's definitely not a way of like actually dealing with the morning, but I think I do kind of ignore it and almost like black it out in a way to like, as long as it's not hurting me, you know, and then it's, it's, I'll be okay if I can just kind of like ignore it and focus on the positive part of it. Yeah. And I think even like ignoring it, but always coming back to it when you feel like you're in a place that you can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Go buy a plant, go shopping. Yes. Oh my God. Am I Bring terrible? some greenery in now. Yes. Like that's a huge help yes. for sure. Yes. But seeing yeah. something grow, you know, like seeing that growth and like also knowing like you can literally buy plants that thrive on neglect. So you do not need to be a green thumb, but like seeing something grow, like the first couple leaves that came out of my, my uh, fiddle leaf when I was thriving, see it's dying now, but like when it was thriving <laughs> was like the best experience. Also middle of COVID. I'm like, Whoa, like some things are still growing guys. Some things are still living, like growing, succeeding. Um, so yeah, get some greens. Yeah. Uh, you actually also read my mind because I was going to ask you about your, well, it's not new at this point, but like your big lifestyle change, I feel like, especially over the past few months, you and Jenna have really been, I don't want to say sweating for the wedding, but (laughs) kind of, but I feel like it just did inspire like a huge shift in lifestyle in general. So how has that impacted just your happiness and your mental state in general. It's one of those things that you hate to do and like up until you do it and then you're so glad you did it, you know? But yeah, I think it was really helpful to rely on a community at the beginning because I, we were in like a really bad place where we just relied on each other and like, we're getting, you know, we were getting really unhealthy and it was just like the habits and the routines that we have built were very unhealthy. Um, And so uh, we decided, you know, January one, we did it, you know, we're, we're changing our, our lifestyle this year. And so, um, January one, we signed up for orange theory. And I think finding that community and finding a way to kind of be able to just kind of put our, 
our struggle into somebody else's hands and they would just tell us what to do for an hour every day and we would do it and like leave feeling friggin' awesome. Like that was really, really helpful to kind of get you into that, that first building of that routine. And then um, COVID hit and I thought, holy shit, we're going to have to really figure out how to keep up with this because we were just getting into the swing of things with OTF and we were feeling really good and we were going all the time. Um, but then it, it took our own willpower to really you know, get up, um, and, and go on our own. And so, um, we found really cool, like running paths in Sunnyside, which was really nice. So we kind of made it a way of discovering the neighborhood. Also like the only way that we could get outside during COVID. So it felt like good, you know, to be able to run. Um, and now it's just like, I, I think with the postponing of the wedding, that was something we're like, Oh my God, do we have to do this forever? Cause yes, in a way we are sweating for the wedding and yes, we feel really good. And we don't ever want to go back to that feeling that we had beforehand because it does feel good, you know, to, to feel your muscles again and to feel your body like working the way that it should be. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it feels really, really good. Um, but I, there is this sense of like, okay, now we have to keep this up, you know? And, um, and that can be a struggle because, like, sometimes I just want to eat what the fuck I want to eat, you know? And um, I've struggled with my own, you know, eating issues in the past. And so I think those types of things start to come up again when I think about how my body would react if I started, if I stopped working out, which I think is, like, definitely kind of a, a struggle that I'll, uh, I will always have mentally. But, like, working out is has always been the opposite of eating for me right and so I've been like fighting that balance for so long and now that I I have Jenna in on that that workout side of things with me and that that eating side of things with me it's it does have it feels good to have somebody to rely on to to feel good about that but yeah I've definitely struggled because there'll be one day when I eat shit you know and we're because we're like whatever like we're mourning the wedding like we're eating everything in sight but then I'll feel really guilty and really bad and like I'm, I'm still learning with how to to feel those feelings and let it be okay. And let my body kind of tell me that it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's still, it, I don't feel good for like a couple days. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's crazy how much things really do change when you start getting on that, you know, mm-hmm. healthier lifestyle path. Yeah. But, um, I actually want to go back to, cause you touched on, um, your eating issues mm-hmm. and, I think that that's a huge problem. I know it's been for me for my whole life and probably a lot of other people out there. Same girl, Weight Watchers at 11. What's up? <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that it's just important to talk about because I think that just as we said, positivity can be like a layer of security. I think that the eating issues can also be another layer of security. Oh, yeah. Um, my only comfort blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Like even physically, just like yeah. you physically put on a layer yeah. to like, yeah. Say, well, step back for a second, you know? Yeah. Um, so you're agreeing here, but like, how has that impacted your experience? And how has that like combined with just being a positive person to, um, I don't know, just create like a, a wall, I guess, or has it, I don't know. I think it's gotten better. I think talking, speaking with Jenna about my past eating issues, my eating disorders, I think was the first step in in acknowledging, you know, um, in in acknowledging that. And so having her knowing that she knows is a big step in that direction. 
Um, and then I think also just like being patient with yourself is like so important because that's something that I'm learning right now. But like, it, I need to be like, I've done, I've, I've come so far right in the past seven months, I've lost literally like 30 pounds and feeling really good. And this one meal or this one weekend that I had is not going to ruin that, you know, and it's just really coming to terms with the fact that, and, and knowing that, and, and like, it's not like I'm a, a dumb person. I know that it's not going to ruin everything, but my mind starts to fuck me so bad that it's like, no, that ruined it. You gained 15 pounds in one week. You gained 15 pounds in one day. Like, I know I haven't done that, but I'm like, I, I know myself and I've gone down the path where I'm like, I'll just, you know what, that, that snowballs. Like once I do that one bad thing, I'm going to keep doing it over and over and over again. And so I think having Jenna to kind of be like, okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like we can eat shit today and you'll still be okay. And tomorrow you're not going to be, you know, a huge person tomorrow. Um, it's just something that I, I, I'm learning to deal with. So I, I don't think I have a really great answer for it because I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Like, do you notice a correlation between like your ability to be vulnerable and like your food cravings. Does that make sense? Cause I feel like for me, like I binged because I was hiding a lot underneath yeah. and the binging was just like a way for me to escape reality and yeah. like literally shove everything down yeah. into the pit of my, into the depths of my intestines. But uh, yeah, I feel like the more I learned how to be vulnerable and like be comfortable in myself, the desire to binge or, or overeat really does subside for me. Yeah. Have you ever noticed if there is a direct correlation? Not really because maybe actually because I don't, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty vulnerable person. I tell, I will talk to a stranger yeah. about my whole life story. <laughs> so like, I really think that that's one of the, like, that's one of those kind of fairy dustings that I automatically have is that ability to feel vulnerable and be honest and just like, make somebody feel that already. But, um, I think my eating disorder was the only thing that I've never been vulnerable about, you know, or I've never, so yes, I do think that there's a correlation. Um, but I, I haven't found how to balance that yet. Um, right. Because it's also just like an uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> like, and it I don't is. like to make people feel uncomfortable, but well, I'm just kidding. I love that because then they get really <laughs> vulnerable, but I think I just don't want to make somebody uncomfortable think like think uncomfortable that I'm uncomfortable because I'm not, you know, um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just an uncomfortable conversation. So yeah. having those conversations is helpful. Good. Yeah, it is. It's uncomfortable because it is something that, you know, and the disordered mind is just like so buttoned up and mm -hmm. embarrassing and you mm -hmm. would never want anyone to see that side of you. Yeah. And for me, I know it's also been paired with like this idea of perfection, which I think is the yeah. opposite of vulnerability. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into disorders because Ugh. I'm not a fucking therapist. <laughs> I know. God, obviously, a therapist, if you're out there and you like are, you know, a cool gay woman who wants to like, like, you know, deal with this, <laughs> reach out. 
I'm here. Um, yeah. But we all need therapists. Let's start there. Right? Yeah. Everybody here, go get a therapist. Talk space. I'm, I signed up a couple days ago. We'll see how it goes. Oh, cool. Yeah. We'll have to do a, fo- a follow-up so you can let us know how it <laughs> is. see if my voice changes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, I think that being vulnerable and being open as I said in the beginning, is just like a huge part of being able to reach happiness much easier than if you're like holding everything inside. Absolutely. I still think that, yeah, you're right about the having an eating disorder. You do feel this like guilt and shame, like it's wrong. I do know that when I did speak to my therapist back in the day, her name was Judith Brinkerton. She's a Gryffindor, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Gryffindor, uh, Gryffindor. <laughs> Seriously, like this woman. Anyways, she was telling me because um, my family struggles with addiction and always, you know, and I think that's that is one of the reasons that I'm so vulnerable in other ways because I don't I want to shield that part of my life too, kind of. But um, she told me that, you know, it's funny because eating is your drug, like eating food is your drug. Um, just like, you know, your, you know, exes, your whatever, your, your uh, brother's issues are, are his drug, you know, with drugs, but like eating is your drug. Um, and it's also a different thing to deal with in a familial sense, because like if somebody's a drug addict, you kick them out of the house. But if somebody's like an eat, has an eating disorder and they're like addicted to food, it's like, what do you take the food away? Like, yeah, it's just there's it's it's a really difficult situation with like family members and, and friends even. And so there's a difficult kind of balance that, that I think it comes to comes to light and comes becomes lighter um, when you have these discussions, these types of discussions. And, you know, even trying to get Jenna to understand how, what goes through my mind and her not to worry so much about me feeling that way all the time. Cause that's, I don't feel that way all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't come every day. It doesn't come every time I eat. Um, so it's just, it's kind of train like not training, but teaching her, coaching her through my feelings too. It's been helpful. Yeah. That that's, that's an interesting way to, of looking at it. I think mm-hmm. like, having someone on this journey with you and you want to open up to them and, and share with them. So I think that that's a nice thing and a sign that you're like with the right person too, because you want to let them in even on these things that you feel so shameful about. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you know Jenna, you know that she's literally like sunbeams shine on her face. She's like <laughs> the best listener, best advice giver. Unfortunately, almost always right. <laughs> um, because she's so patient and like observant, she's the exact opposite of me, which I think is the best, uh, the best kind of way that you could be in a relationship. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really helpful. I, I definitely would not be where I am today without her. So I'm very grateful. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Get those feelings out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, it's like I couldn't find those same relationships with friends though and your community. I think that's, it, you know, life is what you make it. You got to find friends. You got to find where you feel comfortable. What makes you happy? Like figure that out. And even if you have to start small, start with those baby steps, start with those tiny little changes to your routine. Start with that 1%. Like just start it. Just do something different today than you did yesterday and try it out. Yeah. That's the worst that can happen. Yeah, I love that baby steps. Like sometimes things just seem so unmanageable when you look at the full picture. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I always say it's interesting, but it is. I love hearing everyone's story and just 
getting to know you on a deeper level. Something that I've been doing is um, I rely a lot on my Apple Watch, but like I've been literally get, like getting myself up and saying that I'm going to close my circle, which you have these rings and it's the amount of time that you go outside. Whatever, it's also getting me outside. It's actually getting me to move. So like every day I'm like, okay, I'm going to close that 30-minute circle. And that's my little one thing. What about for you? Um, I feel like similarly to you, I'm still trying to strike a balance between what is going to be too much restriction and what is going to be not enough restriction for me. Yeah. Um, Because before we started taping, we were talking about my journey with bipolar and um, bipolar two. And I think that when I was hypomanic, everything was so restrictive. Like I just had crazy standards on myself and um, wanted to control everything. And then when I was depressed, I binge ate, I smoked mad weed. Mm -hmm. Well, I did that when I was hypomanic too. (laughs) You know, it just... So I feel like I'm still trying to find that sweet spot of like, what goals do I need to accomplish? And like, when is it getting to the point where it's like restrictive and unhealthy for me? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but I feel like I've been on a good path for since COVID, really. Yeah. I feel like it sounds crazy because I've been enjoying quarantine. I'm like, I'm not upset. Um, even though my business closed, but I feel like I found a different path and um, I guess recording these things and like writing my blog and my book are like my baby steps yeah. for the next big step. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, I think it's great. It also gives you a reason to, you know, keep going and to think of what's next and talk to people and you're building that community, you know, and You've done such a great job of building the happy house community that, you know, it was overwhelming when, when you closed the, when you closed your business. But I do agree. And like, oh, if I hear this one more time, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> I say it grinning my teeth, but it's so fucking true. It is. Like it does happen for a reason. Any job I've ever lost or any job I ever got or anything I ever did, like meeting Jenna online, like it all happens for a reason. Like, not meeting up with that other person happened for a reason too, or losing the last person happened for a reason too, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It all happens for a reason. It, it I really does. Saying that too. No, it really does. Now, <laughs> would you consider yourself like a spiritual person or oh, like yeah. religious, spiritual, or just spiritual or just religious? So it's interesting. Cause I think that, uh, I think that there's a lot of like, there's parts of religion that I like really love. Um, but there's parts of religion that I really loathe. Like I, I don't love the way that religion can segregate people or alienate people in certain groups, especially when like my whole life, I've usually been on the other side of that segregation, but kind of, you know, hiding it in a way. Um, and I think that, I'm definitely a spiritual person. I love and believe in all of those things. Um, You know, fairies, angels, all of that, like they're here. I think I believe more deeply in energies, you know, Mm -hmm. and that ability to, 
to, you know, your energy can control the energies around you and also the energies around you, you can now like affect your, your energy. Wow. If you could see this right now, you'd see that my buttons just came undone and my boobs are hanging out. It's that energy, oh, yo. I bet you wish this wasn't a podcast anymore. Yeah, the fairies are slowly going down my buttons and just popping them open. But yeah, I do believe in energies. I do believe in religion. I think there's really great parts about it. Um, but I'm struggling with how to approach that as a gay woman um, whose wife, future wife, is also very religious, but very... So we don't use the word religious because I think that that has a negative connotation to it, unfortunately. Um, we use the word like faithful. Mm. So I think she's very faithful. And I think that that's like a really great quality to be grown up with and brought up with. And I would love to bring our kids up that way. And um, I think she's like rubbing off on me in all the good ways in that way. Yeah. I ask because the way you talked about everything happens for a reason, which I really do think is like a spiritual concept. And yeah. especially if you're in touch with energy, like I really truly believe that everything is energy and we learn and grow from our experiences, which are energy also and they yeah. push us forward in the school of life. Yeah. But then I was also going back to like, all of the eating stuff. And yeah. I wanted to ask you if anyone has ever um, told you that you may be an empath. Uh, no. Can you tell me what that is? So it's just someone who like really can feel the people. Like if you and I are having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, like you could just feel my energy and like, maybe you might even start to take some of it on a little bit, you know? Yes. Um, I knew I'd heard that word before. I don't know if I've been directly called that, but I do think that I've re I can relate to that very much. So I think that is also probably why I'm a big crier. Yeah. I was thinking that before too, like when you said if you're at a business meeting, which can sometimes be high stress and high pressure, like that's you literally releasing that energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're soaking it in and like letting it out of your it's coming through you and yeah. you're like dispelling. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like the ultimate vulnerability. And we've been kind of using as vulnerable as like my shield. It's funny because I think most people are not vulnerable because they're shielding themselves from letting their honesty and their truth out. But I think I'm like almost like, like vulnerable to like a, to like where it be, can be too much for others because I may be feeling their energy and I'm, I'm just like letting mine out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there are all different types of empaths, but I always like, if you're spiritual and I feel like a lot of empaths also turn to different kinds of things to like self-medicate or like dull that effect without yeah. even realizing it. And like, that's why the eating stuff reminded me of that yeah. because I'm, I'm definitely an empath except I feel like I can feel like the core of people's souls, which sounds yeah. so like frightening, but like, no, as soon as I'm next to you, like my demeanor can change depending on yeah. how I think you are, or how you feel, not yeah. what I think, but what I feel, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I always used to think that binge eating was my way of like giving myself a little cushion here. Interesting. An energetic cushion around kind my of like solar dealing plexus. with the other emotions that are overwhelming to you because they're coming from outside and you're dealing with it. I'm like, yeah. I think that could 1 billion percent be a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Lots of, lots of, you know, things going on in family dynamics and, and all of those things can change. I also travel a lot. So I think that has a lot to do with it as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, 
um and like just like witnessing other cultures and like not like seeing everything be so different everywhere else like it wasn't ever a I never I I guess it was just like a, yeah I I definitely think that I can deal with those emotions can you tell me more about like what's the opposite of an empath also empath oh. feels so like royal I don't or like or like <laughs> special I feel like I like empaths deserve like a crown I agree or like a halo what do we get yeah a plant a halo or like a <laughs> colorful aura yeah i'm thinking like a wand but we can talk about it yeah interestingly enough the opposite of an empath is like a narcissist or like a sociopath someone Mm. who doesn't feel anything or someone Mm. who only cares about themselves Mm. and not like a narcissist as in someone who's vain but someone who is literally like fuck all of you and like everything in life is to serve me yeah I'm not that, but no, you're um, definitely not. No, I'm, not that. I'm, just I'm definitely not that. That's interesting that it is the opposite of an empath. Yeah. Wow. Because we just feel so much. Yeah. And they just feel so little, yeah. you know. Assholes. <laughs> yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> you did. They probably don't. I know. Which is the sad oh, thing. That is, sad. <laughs> that is really sad. We're so in touch with our emotions that we get it. Yeah. <laughs> We're sending the vibes to you through the mic. <laughs> yes. Feel it. But I yeah. appreciate it. No, I love it. Yeah. I think it's something worth looking into because... Do I have to do, do I have special duties now? Do I have powers? <laughs> Only, uh, do you have powers? Your power is to keep sprinkling your fairy dust positivity everywhere. That I can do. Yes. Good. Challenge accepted. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Love you, Pradia. <laughs> Love you, Pradia. Oh, <laughs> shit. Now I owe you $500. <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> Cha-ching. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. This I is hope. a great therapy session. We should do this weekly. <laughs> I'm down. Or if everyone's down to hear Brit every week. I'm fine, I swear. Maybe we could do this in a vlog series. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, y'all. All right. Thanks so much again, girl. I really yeah. appreciate it. Sprinkle love, guys. Sprinkle that love. Let us feel fun in every situation. Don't want this empty set in a decision. Hey, good vibration, you know? Hey guys, welcome to the post show. Um, I really hope you enjoyed the interview with Brittany. I think as far as it goes with the five keys of happiness, um, we touched on a lot of different things. And I think it's totally possible to be in a few different stages at the same time. But the prevalent theme I noticed in Britt's interview is uh, the theme of acceptance. And I think that that is the foundation for everything. (laughs) You know, if we can't accept our circumstances, we're always going to be unhappy and searching for something else. So I think that learning just how to be okay with where you are, be okay with who you are at any given moment is the key. And not only for happiness, but I think it's the key for living because you get what you're given. And I think that, have we said that it sounds corny in the interview, but everything really does happen for a reason and you can either choose to battle against it and that just makes life a lot harder or you can just choose to accept it and learn how to adapt and not even learn how to adapt, but learn how to work with what you got. 
um, which I think is something that we can all learn how to do. And it just makes things easier because you're not battling against yourself. You are rolling with the punches and just kind of uh, finding your flow in, in the way that the universe is flowing because it's going to flow that way anyway. So you may as well just jump on board, grab a tube, <laughs> grab a blanket and some sunscreen and just kind of roll down that lazy river. Not that you should be lazy, but you know what I mean. Just kind of go with the current and, and sit into it and enjoy. So yeah, I think that that's where Brit is. That's where we all should start in trying to find our way towards being happy. Um, because once we can accept our circumstances, it's going to make room for the other things where we can accept and then we can start to let go and learn how to forgive. And then from there, we can kind of find our emotional support system because we'll be a clean slate and we can kind of rally around the people who make us feel good and make us feel safe. And those choices are totally up to you. You know, your given relationships are those that you choose to have in your life. And I think certain people feel like they have to hold on to certain relationships because I've known this person for so long, or this is a family member or whatever. And I think that no matter what relationship you have with someone, if it's not working for you, you always have the right to change the nature of that relationship. So yeah, that's neither here nor there. That's really about finding your emotional support system, with which Brittany actually talks about a lot as well, just finding that solace and comfort in community. And uh, I think that her finding that comfort and community helps her find the acceptance for the things that she can't change. So again, it's totally possible to be moving through multiple stages at once, just as long as you're kind of pushing through and taking action is the last step and kind of the key to putting this all together. So yeah, as long as you're taking action and kind of navigating your way through these stages, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Doesn't matter if you go from acceptance to community to solitude back to acceptance. You can be like a bouncy blue ball all over the place, but doing the work is the most important thing. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time. Um, I hope that you're thinking about what makes you happy and I can't wait to receive your email so that we can really start to make this a communal effort and get some user input and listener input rather and just, uh, yeah, bring this thing full circle. So don't forget to send me your emails about why you're feeling happy today and uh, any feedback or anything that you may have for me is also always welcome. And until then, I am looking forward to hearing from you. And yeah, stay chill, my happy campers. Bye. Happiness Is is recorded by Lisa Samuels from her apartment in Sunnyside, New York. Episodes are edited by Laura Estefan. The music 
is Let Me Feel Fine by Don Valdez featuring M. Tissay. Please send all email submissions to project.happy.11 at gmail.com. That's project.happy with an IE.11 at gmail.com. For all other inquiries, please visit our website at www.projecthappy.com. We'll see you next time.